wrestling fans, are you ready? This is Tuesday. You people bought a ticket to see me, so shut up. Wrestling Tuesday with Jonathan Hood. First of all, Dusty Rose, I think what you are is a big, ugly, low-class, redneck goose. That's what I think you are. Yeah, I'm pretty. I know I'm pretty. But I'm most of all, the baddest man around in the world today. Follow the show at WrestlingTWT on Twitter and Instagram. But remember, my fireflies, as always, I'll light the way. And all you have to do is let me in. Tuesday, Wrestling Tuesday. The bottom line is, and all my magnificent, you're going to be mine. Here's Jonathan Hood. What's up and welcome in to Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday right here on ESPN 1000 and the brand new ESPN Chicago app. Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday, every Tuesday at 8.30 we give you something for sports entertainment and pro wrestling. And don't forget you can follow along on Twitter at WrestlingTWT. Again, it's WrestlingTWT as well as on Instagram at WrestlingTWT as well. And if you go to the ESPN Chicago app and click Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday, you can get the archives of a lot of the great interviews and conversations we've had regarding pro wrestling. This month, we talked to Dave LaGreca, and we'll talk about Dave in a moment. Dave LaGreca from Busted Open on Series XM. Great conversation with my buddy from New Jersey. Also, Chris Zellner, my buddy from Atlanta, Georgia, from the Between the Sheets podcast, the Pay Window podcast. We talked about uh, pro wrestling from 1989. He's got a new podcast out called The Pay Window. Um, Josh Lopez from ProWrestlingTranscriptions.com was with us as well. We talked about Impact Wrestling, the WWE, and more. Also, a couple of other additions to the podcast. I was on Busted Open on Sirius XM with Ryan McKinnell uh, a week ago today, and we got a chance to talk about the big show and whether or not the big show is someone that is uh, has seen his last match when he took on Randy Orton just recently. So we talked about a lot of different things. It's all part of the archives. If you just click a, on the Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday tab, you can get a chance to hear a lot of my previous episodes. Well, this one will be guest-free. Because there's some things I want to talk about here regarding the state of pro wrestling in July of 2020. As you well know, as a sports fan or a sports entertainment fan, that whether it's the UFC, whether it's Major League Baseball, the NBA, National Hockey League, these sports do not have fans because we're not allowed to be in stadiums. We're not allowed to be there because of COVID-19. And the same goes for the WWE and also All Elite Wrestling in which the WWE has been at their performance center in Orlando, Florida. The, usually the place where young wrestlers get a chance to work out, work out the kinks in their game before they're allowed on television for NXT or the WWE brand. And so all these big events from Raw to SmackDown to NXT to any pay-per-view that they have, it's all taking place at one place at the performance center in Orlando, Florida. And for all elite wrestling, they're at Daly's place, adjacent to the Jaguar Stadium in Jacksonville, Florida. So both organizations are running. But both organizations are struggling when it comes to ratings. And you would think in a pandemic, with record unemployment that's happening in this country, where there's so many people that have free time in the evenings and definitely during the daytime, that anything that even is reminiscent of sports like professional wrestling, would do well. And it just has not. It just hasn't. 
Uh, the WWE has not been able to get the numbers that they want on Fox on Fridays. Also on Mondays with USA Network and on Wednesdays with NXT, they're struggling to get to 800,000 people watching live on Wednesday nights between 7 and 9 p.m. The, and also AEW, the same struggles where they are winning the night over the, the NXT brand, but it's not anything like the Monday Night Wars from years past where it is fours against threes or high fives against fours as far as the ratings are concerned because there's just not enough interest. It makes me wonder about this show too. Like I, I enjoy providing this radio show and podcast and the reason why that I continue to do it is because this show reminds some that listened to me from years and years ago when I was doing WrestleManiac with Lawrence Holmes and we would do wrestling shows after the Monday night shows when Nitro and Raw were over at 10 o'clock we did a wrestling show between 10 and midnight after every Monday night program after Nitro and Raw and it did very very well and so the reason why I continue to provide this format, this professional wrestling format, is because it's unique. Nobody else is doing a professional wrestling show on sports radio. WrestleManiacs, the show that Lawrence and I did, was the first professional wrestling show on a sports uh, format on sports radio uh, in Chicago. And so I just keep it going doing Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday because I know that there are wrestling fans. There's plenty of them. But just not a ton that are watching, definitely during this time of COVID-19. And it makes me wonder whether or not I should just continue doing this show or just have this as a podcast. And, and here's why. Because every time that I'm watching wrestling lately, uh, especially this year, the WWE is struggling creatively to be able to put together a solid three-hour show on Mondays. And definitely a two-hour show on Fridays. Fox is not getting what they're looking for for SmackDown. As much as I like the wrestlers and like some of the wrestling, it's just not compelling because the formula has been the same since, I'd say, 2005. I can't do a radio show the same way I did in 2005. Uh, I can't be able to approach a radio show and present the facts and the topics and the comedy and the compelling and try to mix that together and do the same thing I did in 2005. But somehow for Vince McMahon and the WWE, they're doing the same things very similar to what they did in years past. The veterans like Randy Orton are going to be at the top of the card. We found out on raw this past Monday that Randy Orton, who is on fire right now, no question, is in the title picture as he'll take on the current champion, Drew McIntyre. And that matchup is slated for SummerSlam. Cool. Randy Orton's been in the company for a long time. And there's about 150 wrestlers or more in that company that would love to be able to be in Randy Orton's spot to win at SummerSlam because more than likely that's going to happen. Drew McIntyre has been the WWE champion since WrestleMania and a really solid matchup for him against Brock Lesnar. It was about time for uh, Drew McIntyre to be recognized because he's doing well as the WWE champion. Now, here's the thing. There's no crowd. 
So you can't measure crowd reaction. I guess you can um, kind of measure TV ratings. And if you measure TV ratings, uh, nobody's doing well, including the WWE champion. But I like McIntyre as a champion. And I I like Randy Orton now more than I ever have in his career, going back to when he was a rookie. His early years, really enjoyed it. But that middle has been boring to watch. Five moves, nothing really special. Here's my point. If wrestling is just going to be the same as it was 15 years ago, then what is the point of me investing time in it or you investing time in it? As we talk about this on Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 on the ESPN Chicago app, what is the point of it? Randy Orton more than likely is going to win the championship. So that way it sets up some kind of matchup against Edge. Edge is out because of an injury. And Edge is a guy that had retired from wrestling because of an injury for nine years. And now he'll be back in the title picture. But I've seen these wrestlers wrestle before. See, the thing that makes sports evolve, and I'm going to juxtapose what we see from sports entertainment, pro wrestling, scripted programming, to real sports. What I'm saying is is that when you are watching the NFL and you have a favorite team in the NFL, whether it's the Bears, Packers, Lions, Vikings, who, you know, Raiders, whoever you root for, right? Well, you expect for an organization or a team to evolve. Could you imagine having a team you root for in the NFL and that team has the same players for the last 10 to 12 years? The core players are on the field for the last 10 or 12 years. You would say, boy, this is getting old. Man, how come this team can't compete? You have a baseball team that is a team that won the World Series, but they kept the core for another decade and a half. Well, as you see the erosion of the team, you'd wonder how come ownership doesn't change some of those players and get younger and get better and get back on top. It's something I talk about on the sports shows all the time here on under the hood. Talk about all the time. Like you've got to be able to evolve. And so uh, compare wrestling to real sports, right? We're talking about sport. We're in the sports entertainment space right now, but think of it in, in those terms. How is it that you're not getting anything fresh at the top of the card, something that you want to be able to see? Randy Orton's going to win the championship. I've seen that, what, 12 other times? Uh, I just It's just very odd. The other thing, too, is, that I have to get a point out is something that happened on Raw last night. Okay, so Asuka and Sasha Banks are wrestling for the Raw Women's Championship. And so the stipulations in this match is that uh, if you are countered out or disqualified, you, the title can change hands. It, whoever goes to that matchup, if there's a disqualification or a count out or whatever happens, um, there will be a champion that will be awarded. And Oscar's the champion. Sasha's the challenger. So Kari Sane is the, is the partner of Asuka. Kari Sane is in the back. And, and I guess Sasha Banks is vying for this championship and her tag team partner is Bailey. The match is really good. It's really good. It's Sasha Banks and it's Asuka. Of course it's going to be a good match. We talk about the youth movement in that company. That's one of the best things about the company, the women's division. So the point is, is that they have a really good match. And all of a sudden, the big screen in the back at the Performance Center comes on for everyone to see on television. And there is Bailey putting a beat down on Kari Sane. 
Now, Asuka is in the ring seeing this as she's wrestling Sasha Banks. She's torn. Does she go help her friend and tag team partner Kari Sane in the back from that beatdown? Or does she continue to wrestle and stay focused to try to win the championship? So Asuka's got this very weird look on her face. Like, oh my God, I'm seeing this on the screen while I wrestle. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And what happens is Asuka leaves the ring and runs to the back to try to help her friend Carrie Sane because she's getting beat down by Bailey. The referee counts 10 and there's a new champion, Sasha Banks. So she chose to help her friend versus continuing to keep, stay focused and wrestle for the championship. Now that's a dumb finish. It's dumb. <laughs> like, yeah, that's her tag team partner, but she should be able to get up and fight on her own. If she's not, she's not. But it's not going to distract me from trying to win this championship and keep this championship. And so Sasha Banks wins. Terrible finish, really good match. And once again, the WWE wonders why it has some of the lowest ratings uh, in Raw history. Raw's been on for a long time, since the early 90s. And so... Even though the match was good, the finish was terrible. Now, here's something that you want to that you want to point out. Like when you're watching shows, like I like Ray Donovan, for instance. I like Ray Donovan. I I enjoyed that show when it was on. I think it's going to be canceled here pretty soon, or it's already done. So, I like Ray Donovan. There's certain shows that I like. I like Better Call Saul. There's certain TV shows that I like to watch. I like to watch certain shows on Netflix, uh, on some of the cable channels as well. Those are just a couple of examples. Well, uh, while I'm watching these TV shows, what I want to do is be able to be in the moment, to be able to feel like I'm there watching the shows, not worried about outside distractions, the phone's down, I'm totally watching what's going on on television. Billions, another great show that I really enjoy watching. And so I'm just watching and I'm locked in and focused on what's going on on the show. Um, Greenleaf, another show I enjoy watching on the OWN Network. There's a lot of them that I enjoy uh, watching. But the point is, is that you're focused on the show. And so, the thing that I wouldn't want is for one of the characters to reveal what is going on in the show while the show is going on. Now, I understand that it's fiction. But yet, you want to be able to feel like you believe when you watch. And the same thing with wrestling. The time-honored tradition of wrestling is that you want to feel like you believe, right? So, as I tell you this story about Kari Sane getting beat down, right? She gets beat down. Her friend, Asuka, loses the championship. They go to commercial. And during the commercial, Kari Sane tweets, "Uh, My time in NXT and WWE locker rooms was incredible. Everyone was kind, funny, and talented, so every day was full of happiness. Also, I was saved by the support staff behind the scenes. I will forever love and respect all these professionals I had the pleasure of working with. That's from Kari Sane. This is during the commercial, as we see her writhing in pain, already down on the floor, got beat down, her friend lost a championship, and she's tweeting as soon as that scene is over. Wait, I thought she was beat down and had to possibly go to the hospital after getting beat down. No, no, she tweets like two minutes after that segment is over. As if it's an actress that says, that takes a bow, one last bow saying, I'm going to New Japan, thanks for all the memories, that was a great scene or whatever. What? What is that? 
If you are a wrestling fan and you just want to just focus on the show, of course you've got your phone in your hand because you're interacting with people, you're tweeting with uh, people as you, you live tweet the show. But, but, but wait a minute. So we're supposed to believe that she was uh, gets completely beat, beat up by Bailey. And then two minutes later, she's, <laughs> she sends a tweet out saying, thanks for everything. Everyone was so kind and funny and talented. <laughs> not an hour after the show, not the next day, two minutes after the segment is over. It was just awful. And so I tweeted at wrestling TWT. I said, you know, thank God that she's okay. She's tweeting right after the beatdown. Woof, I was worried. And I tweeted at Dave LaGreca, my friend from busted open. Cause he, he's old school. Like I am. He said, I said, remember when dusty Rhodes was beat down at the Crockett offices by the horseman and they, they broke his arm and dusty tweeted about it afterwards with his good hand, man, that was something. <laughs> <laughs> like that actually was a thing. Like Dusty Rose leaves the Jim Crockett offices in Charlotte and the four horsemen, which was the heel group at the time, they all jump on Dusty Rhodes. They all tie his arm to a, a pickup truck or something and they extend his arm and they take a baseball bat and they break it on television. This is in the eighties, but it's not like he tweeted about it afterwards with his good hand. My whole point of that is, is that even in wrestling and even in real sports or, or even when we're talking about TV shows, you want to be able to suspend belief, right? Your disbelief, suspend your disbelief. And the WWE doesn't allow you to do that. That was a major error. So that means that all the hard work that Bailey put in to beat Kari Sane down. Also the work that was done inside the ring with Sasha Banks and Oscar didn't mean anything. Didn't mean the damn thing. As Kari Sane says, Oh, that, you guys are funny and kind and sweet. Well, I thought you were beat down. <laughs> and that my friends is wrestling in 2020. So even though we know it's a show for pro wrestling point is though, is that you want to believe in something that you're watching. You're just like, Oh, it's just, it's just fake. Ah, it's just fake. Well, you and I in the back of our minds know that, but at least you want to be able to be in the moment for whatever you're watching on television. It's just amazing that this company, it really is really is some thoughts about Monday night raw and AEW is next right here on Tuesday, wrestling Tuesday, tweet at me at wrestling TWT. This is Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. Hi, everybody. On ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. Follow on Twitter at TweetJHood. Don't forget to follow along on Twitter and Instagram at WrestlingTWT for you pro wrestling fans. And if you're not a pro wrestling fan, tell someone who is... They were on every Tuesday at 8.30 right here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. And if you don't catch it live, check out the podcast of Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Uh, Not only on the ESPN Chicago app, but wherever you get your podcasts, look for Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. So back to Monday Night Raw uh, from Orlando yesterday. Dolph Ziggler took on Drew McIntyre, a non-title extreme rules match. Here's the thing that's really strange about this, right? So Drew McIntyre, the champion, comes out and announces that I'm going to take on Randy Orton uh, SummerSlam in August, knowing that there is a match with Dolph Ziggler that's going to take place in a few short moments. It's as if the McIntyre-Ziggler match did not mean anything. 
to the point where, you know, McIntyre announces he's going to take on Randy Orton because that's a guy that deserves the opportunity for another championship. But the point is, is that Dolph Ziggler is the opponent in the main event. And it was just kind of brushed off like, oh, yeah, here comes Dolph Ziggler. Because, you know, if it's Dolph Ziggler, you know he's going to lose. And, boy, if you're a Dolph Ziggler fan, it's got to suck for you. This guy here has got so much ability. A guy that is the cross between Mr. Perfect Kurt Hennig and the heartbreak kid Shawn Michaels. He's got that kind of ability. He doesn't have a bad match. He didn't have a bad match against Drew McIntyre. Uh, whether it was the uh, Extreme Rules pay-per-view or on Raw last night, but he'll just always be under the thumb of Vince McMahon. It's just, it's a weird thing, but it's true. It's weird how Dolph Ziggler just can't seem to get himself in a position to seriously have a run with the championship of the last, what, 10 years or so. Uh, You know, the thing about all of wrestling is that you notice during this time, the men and women that are in the ring, they're working hard. You can't knock how well that these men and women are working in wrestling. Bobby Lashley took on Mustafa Ali. Ali had this, the Chicago zone. He's a a cop and he's from Chicago. Ali um, had a promo and he was just walking up and down the ring, trying to memorize the promo that was given to him. Nervous, almost to the point where he wanted to make sure he nailed every line it's a weird thing where interviews are not like it used to be back in the day. I, I could never do a talk show that's 100% scripted. There was just no way. Like, I don't have any notes in front of me uh, outside of who won and who lost last night on uh, Monday Night Raw. But, you know, M- M- Ali's there and he's going back and forth and staring down into the ceiling and staring down on the ground and staring up at the ceiling, just trying to figure out, like, oh, my God. You know, am I getting my lines right? It's it's a strange thing. But he had a matchup against um, Bobby Lashley. Lashley's been working really well. Love that uh, trio with Lashley, Shelton Benjamin, and MVP. That works well for me. I have no problem with that. Um, I'm looking at uh, Andrade and Angel Garza and the Viking Raiders, Ricochet, Sergey Alexander, and just a lot of movement. It's not a lot of storytelling, but it's a lot of movement. I tell you what, if you love high-flying, there's plenty of that in matches like that. And it just makes it very odd for me, as someone who's been watching wrestling for a long time, where you're looking for a story to be told, and just some matches are just, they're just ripping, running, and they're running for no reason, just running in the middle of matches, just to run. It's just, it's just strange, but this is this is where it is. Um, as far as All Elite Wrestling is concerned, All Elite Wrestling continues to win the majority of the, of the nights on Wednesday, but it doesn't look like a lot of you are watching it every Wednesday night or you're watching it on demand if you're a wrestling fan. Every Wednesday night, it's All Elite Wrestling against NXT, and once again, uh, it was All Elite Wrestling winning on TNT. And I never thought I'd see professional wrestling on the Turner uh, broadcast platform, but it's it's here, and... They're doing pretty well for an audience that likes what All Elite Wrestling does. It's pretty loyal. And they're beating NXT. And it's it's kind of what I've talked about on previous shows. It's strange because NXT, to me, seems to be sometimes the better show than All Elite Wrestling as far as the in-ring work is concerned. I watch an NXT show, and I'm hardly ever disappointed because of the in-ring work. Um, watching Keith Lee now as the NXT champion. There's going to be somewhat of a tournament for the North American Championship. Uh, it's it's a really, really solid brand. 
The thing is, though, is that they are getting the loser's share of the ratings because there's so much wrestling and not enough gaga, not enough funny, not enough uh, difference in NXT like it is with AEW. And AEW is an acquired taste. There's some things I like and some things I really do not like about that show. Uh, but it tends to skew to a younger audience, and it's certainly doing well with a younger audience, that is for sure. As I mentioned to you before, check out the podcast, Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. We've had some terrific guests and great content there. If you have not listened to the show live, Tuesday at 830, that's why the archives are there. Wherever you download your podcast, just type in Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. It'll pop up right there on your in your search engine, and you can be able to pick out whether you want to listen to it on Spotify or Stitcher or on SoundCloud or uh, Google Play uh, or uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, however you want to look for Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday, it's there. We've got a long archive of a lot of uh, different uh, wrestling shows and content for you for Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. But as I mentioned before at the top, I am not sure about this show moving forward on a weekly basis. I might have to put that out there on a poll question because there's not enough of the wrestling fan that's actually watching the product. I think that they're interested. I think a lot of wrestling fans are interested in the product, but not to the point where they're watching every week. The numbers are really weak. And if I don't want to be the, the guy here talking about wrestling, if you're not watching, <laughs> you know, we've had some interesting guests and some good content here, but man, it, it's, uh, as much as I like some of the stuff, some of the stuff is, blech. And I know it's hard for people to even watch sports without fans because they're always the, the we the fan provide the soundtrack and uh, how, you know, the wrestlers are supposed to react to us as fans. And we're not getting that on any of the wrestling shows. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. But the, the podcast will still continue. We'll see about the, the uh, radio show moving forward. All right. Our thanks to Sean Davis on the other side of the glass. And don't forget, coming up tomorrow, another full show. Starting with the baseball show at 6 o'clock right here on ESPN 1000 and Under the Hood at 7. Got some terrific guests coming on. Uh, Pedro Gomez will join us to talk some baseball with us uh, tomorrow, as well as a few other guests that we have planned uh, for the show on Wednesday. So we thank you for checking out Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. And don't forget the baseball show at six, followed by Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood at seven, right here on Chicago's Home for Sports. This is Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000, Chicago's Home for Sports. You're listening to WMVP.